This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are known as the Caring Place, and we've been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida for 99 years. I cannot believe it. I've been here 30 years, and next year will be our 100-year celebration. Last week, rather, we just had our national celebration of 4th of July as Independence as a Nation, and in 1922... A couple came down from the north, and they just wanted to evangelize uh, the people that were down here in South Florida. They had a a horse and wagon. Actually, it went around and helped feed people and gave the message. It was called Soup and Salvation. And over the years, who would ever think, And 99 years later, we're in both counties, multiple properties, serving thousands of people every single day. That's men, women, and children. I have been here over 30 years, and this morning— I am joined with my wife and the Vice President of Development, Marilyn Brummett. And Marilyn, you've been here close to 20 years, haven't you? Yes, very close now. It's going to be 20 years. And you know, as we have been here so long, and I know that you've worked very close with all departments and all centers, uh, what have you seen have changed in the face of homelessness over the last 20 years? Well, there has been changes. I mean, some sometimes you can say this it's the same issues, um, but it seems like some of those issues get stronger in some areas. And I know that at this present time, the mental illness is a stronger aspect of our homeless. You're dealing with so many different. We have professional counselors here now, mental health counselors uh, at the mission, which helps a lot because it's not only just the counseling, but there is the medication that is sometimes needed. And sometimes people have been prescribed different things, but they don't take it. And uh, then they find themselves on the streets. And so we have to be a little more cognizant. We have to be a little more um, aware that there is more to the issue than just the common financial um, even uh, drug addiction, it goes a little bit but beyond that. And uh, you do have to make sure that the, the mental capacity um, is addressed uh, when you're dealing with people. Right. And also, I think we've seen a, a t- tremendous increase in women and children uh, that are fleeing domestic violence. You know, for many, many decades, women said nothing. They endured the shame. They ensured the hurt, the guilt and all that. And then during the 90s, it seemed like uh, after um, uh, the O.J. Simpson trial that people became more heightened about physical violence in the home and, and really hurting these women. So we've seen an uptick since I've been here for 30 mm-hmm. years. In fact, uh, a little stop on our back, we were the very first organization that I believe that had a special facility mm-hmm. just for abused women. And that opened in 1980. In the state of Florida. In the state of Florida. That opened in 1980. And as it was others, people were not doing that, but we knew that there was an issue then. But it has grown and grown yes. and grown. And so we have wonderful um, focus groups that women can join called 
called Girlfriends for Girlfriends and also uh, Cover Girls. That's right. There's two different ones, and they have two different focuses. Um, actually, Girlfriends started first, and it started because we kept seeing uh, the need for safe and affordable housing. Women actually graduated the program, and then sometimes they were still stuck in the in the centers because they still had no place to go, even though they had finished um, all their studies, and uh, they were empowered, and they had the job, and, and they, they were ready to go, but because of the lack of safe and affordable housing. So Girlfriends started raising, they came together, uh, they became a group and they started doing uh, different fundraisers and all the money went to uh, the capital expense of buying affordable housing which they now have uh, a threeplex house a fourplex house and they are um, in search now of another fourplex house because they have almost enough monies to to buy that at this time and so they made that focus and then cover girls they focus on the women while they're here with us and uh, they'll mentors to those women uh, they'll do all kind of birthday parties uh, baby showers they even did a Kinsietta uh, not too long ago for a, a young a mom with a 15 year old and she would have not had a celebration so they put that whole thing together so yeah they focus on different needs or you go to our website at caringplace.org there's two right in your face buttons one's for girlfriends one's for cover girls different groups with different purposes but i don't want the guys to feel left out (laughs) we also have our home run for the homeless team that's Uh, right we've had that in miami for many years and we started that we have started it in broward yes put one together there and this is simply a a men's uh men that have come together to say you know something we're going to become mentors and coaches to the higher graduates, the people that the men that are in the higher part of the phase and yes. getting their job that, that need that that coaching and mm-hmm. that, that older person or younger person sometimes right. to help to help guide them and hold them accountable. So that's home run for the homeless. While you're there at our website, you'll you'll see that also. But you know, Marilyn, it is the month of July. I know it's unbelievable. We've gone through a year and a half of COVID. It seems like we may be coming out, you know, a little bit to, uh, back to somewhat normal. I don't think anything's ever going to go back to normal. But as we expand our centers, and I say expand, open up more beds, do it safely. Uh, July is a real slump month for most nonprofits. And so we have a special, special uh, Christmas in July with a lot of different things happening this month. Well, that's right. And uh, July 23rd will actually be our huge events on uh, both campuses, Christmas in July. And it'll be a wonderful meal, a clothing given away. But see, it's done with uh, we. We, we celebrate Christmas and independence, and we kind of put that all together, celebrating that you can be independent. And uh, so we have all the decorations and the hoopla that goes along with it. And as our homeless come in from the outside, as our residents uh, come to those celebrations, they feel a special touch a special um, amount of love. And those who are coming from the outside, they, they start asking questions like, well, can I join? Can I, how, how do I become a resident? We'll become part of the program. And then they will enroll in that. And we welcome them in during those times. Also um, this month, we are doing a, a brand new sneaker drive. It's, we say, new sneakers uh, for children at risk. And we'll also be giving those out. It's not on the 23rd, but everything's done in July. And we want to prepare our at-risk youth to be able to go back to school with new sneakers. And we'll be doing even more than that. There'll be um, a 
school supplies that are given. So when we say Christmas in July, it's really getting ready this whole month of July for special celebrations and giveaways to those that need it. And if you could help sponsor, I mean, I would just love that you would go to the website it's caringplace.org slash July. Made it really easy, but it's all for the Christmas in July different celebrations. Right, and for $21, you can you can have 10 meals you can sponsor. Marilyn has said it. I'm going to echo it. Many of the people that come in, we don't kid ourselves. You know, We have a great staff. We have wonderful volunteers. We try to keep our facilities as clean as we can, and especially during COVID with all the uh, precautions. But people just don't storm to us because, hey, they got the best staff, and you know, they're hungry. Yes. You know, they haven't eaten for a while. Uh, maybe, especially during the, uh, these summer months, they're drenched. Uh, mm. Anything they own is drenched. They're, they're drenched, they're dehydrated, but the rain has just soaked them and they're, they're just uncomfortable and they come to us and they just want that first meal, you know, so we want a meal and a change of clothes and some hygiene products we can give them. And, you know, now they're in a position where they'll listen because our words are not just, you know, you did a good thing, you went out and fed somebody. No, our, now they'll listen to the words, you know, you don't have to go back out there. Your your life can be different. You know, you see Jimmy over here. He he ran on the streets with you too. But look at him now. He's helped serving your meal tonight. So that's the kind of atmosphere we want to mm-hmm. have. And you, again, I believe that there's people listening to us today that uh, can give a thousand dollars or two thousand. Uh, you know, we've had people give us some money that I said, wait a second, that can't be possible. I had to call up because it was just too much that we wouldn't expect it. But people are out there and very generous. And that whole this whole program is about doing good in our community. So go to caringplace.org slash July. You'll be helped changing lives. And stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited. We have in the studio today someone that I have interviewed before, someone that is amazing, doing a wonderful job in our community. We have Trudy uh, with us today representing 211 Miami. Welcome, Trudy. How are you doing this morning? Great. Greetings from everybody at the 211 at JCS Miami. Thank you for inviting us. It's a real pleasure to be talking to all of you. Ah, Trudy, let me tell you something. Uh, before I go on to tell us a little bit about 211, I hope everyone who's listening knows about 211. Uh, but if they don't, I want them to hear from you about 211. But I want to personally thank you, uh, because every time I send someone that reaches out to us, uh, for something that we don't, we're not able to really help with, right? Because it's not our, you know, our lane or something that we don't do. And I refer them to call 211. There is always a positive feedback. And they always call me back and they always thank me for giving them the information. So I know firsthand of the wonderful, wonderful thing that you guys are doing in the community. Uh, but for those that don't know about 211, yes, tell us what you are, who you are, and what you do. I tell you what 211 is so everybody that is listening, you know, knows about. Uh, let's say, you you are driving and you get into an accident, you probably will dial 911. Correct. Um, somebody finds a, a dog in the street or something happens, you know, in the house, 
you probably would call 311 if Correct. that advice you know the, Correct. the local <laughs> government. So 211 is the one stop where you will call for anything, uh, even to get connected with certain numbers. It's, um, you know, a one stop because we deal with any issue. And if, if it's not in our area of expertise, we will connect the person with the proper service. Let's say somebody is here in Miami or in Broward, et cetera, or any part of the country, and they are concerned because they have a sister in Montana and uh, she's not answering the phone and she has, um, let's say, a mental problem. So we can contact them and connect them with the 211 in the area where the sister lives, you know? So we can, it's like, you know, we can all work together on this. 211 is a response, you know, it has been in existence since 1997. But I always say it's the best kept secret that everybody knows and not too many people know. Because I tell you, uh, the last statistics from, you know, a year ago, they show uh, that about 15 million people have reached the 211. They are all over the country. We are the one in Miami, but, you know, we are connected, like I say, not only in the United States, but Puerto Rico and Canada. So what happens is we can, you know, put the person in contact with anything or any service via direct or indirect. It's something that people should know, but even we deal with suicide. So like, you know, um, the three-digit number is something that is very important because you used to have the number and still some people have it and we have it. The 305, 358, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes, Leanne, when people are in crisis, I guess we all agree, people cannot remember all the numbers. So 211 was created with that idea. It's for community resources, and it also provides emotional support to anyone in need. The only thing the person listening needs to do is to call 211. And they can even test it. You don't need to have a presenting problem. If you want to call us to say hello, that would be great. That you, you listen to Leanne's uh, show from Miami Rescue Mission, that's fine. We, in our case, in the case of uh, 211 Miami, we are open 24-7, meaning we never close. We also answer in English, Spanish, Creole, and we have um, interpreters for any other language. So there is no excuse for not reaching out to 211. We will find it. I totally agree. And let me tell you something, because this is my own experience. Uh, when I called 211 for myself, well, someone that I knew, and I needed to get some resources, I had to actually go grab a pen and a paper because your yeah. operator, who was not only super sweet, okay, but she gave me so many different numbers for the same service that I was looking for. And that, to me, meant the world because sometimes you may call an agency and they may not be able to help you at that very moment. But you know what? Do not despair. You don't have just one number. 211 gave me at least five different numbers for five different agencies yeah. that could help with that. And then on top of that, they said, oh, because you're calling about that issue, let me give you other resources that could be related down the line. Trudy, I got to tell you, you mentioned that you're open 24 hours, right? 365 yeah. days a year. 
So this is important as well. Like our centers also, uh, you know, in Miami and Broward County, we are also answering the phones uh, pretty much 24 hours. The center for men, women, they don't close, right? But many agencies Uh, close at 5 o'clock. And, you know, when you call them, they don't answer the phone. But guess what? 211 is there to give you that resource and much more. So, Trudy, I, I really love it. And I know this month, right, uh, tell us about this month and what we are observing. I know we, we talked about this before um, when we talk about Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah, this, the whole month is dedicated to uh, mental health awareness. And um, in our case, because we deal with mental health, and uh, since I tell you this, uh, this it's going to be an staggering information, you know. Since February 2020, we at the Miami 211 answer an increase, uh, we can we can say about 30 or more percent on the number of calls, crisis-related calls. Because if you remember, if the audience remembers, in February, almost 15 months ago, we didn't know what was going to happen. And that we provided all the information, the most updated information, and something that I didn't mention, that access to 211 is free. We will stay with you on the phone. We will get you the referrals. And with the mental health situation, you know, uh, there is a stigma around. And we know very well because sometimes people call and they may say, you know, well, I'm calling for my son, but he's not crazy. He just is going through uh, a phase, et cetera, et cetera. But we cannot determine that, you know, just by, uh, you know, talking to a relative or something like that, we will refer them to a proper place where they, according to their, you know, they have insurance, they don't have insurance, like many people, like you said, they don't even know that they are services available. In our case, this is our mission, to provide and to connect the person with the proper referral. And uh, something that we know about the mental health situation and the COVID and how has affected people, you know. It's, it has affected not only people locally, but all over the world. Because we are in contact, and I guess we all, particularly in your case, the, the mission, we are in contact with, you know, our colleagues from all over, and something that we notice is... Absolutely. And, and you know what, it's something that is not going to stop. You know, unfortunately, we continue yeah. to deal uh, with the ramifications yeah. of the pandemic, right? And it is so important that health is taken seriously because, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes, like you say, a relative may say, oh, but I need praise or he doesn't have any mental problems. But at the end yeah. of the day, are you really an expert? So please, please, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, but it could be every day. If you don't know who to call, if yeah. you don't know anyone that can help you, Contact 211 because they will give you resources that you can go to. Now, Trudy, how can we find 211 on social media? You can go to 211.org, but it's easy for us. If you call us, we will stay with you on the phone until we get you the proper referral. And if it's needed, we will connect you. But you can find it in social media and uh, we provide all the information that we know for uh, experience, and the mission knows also, that the personal touch makes 
all the best. Totally you agree. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much, Judy. We love you. We thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate uh, for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. So excited. We have once again over the phone with us today, Angela, the CEO of Better Than a Basket. Thank you so much for joining us, Angela. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Leanne. Thank you for having me. Oh, what a pleasure. And if I can go back in time to our, to the beautiful event that you helped us put together to appreciate our volunteers. Oh, my God. Like, I, my expectations were not at all a lot of them, right? I mean, we're dealing, we're going through a pandemic. Pandemic is not over. We have to think of an event that we can do outside uh, that we can do, that the volunteers can feel comfortable coming. And you said, you know what, I want to help, right? Uh, so you got together with Monica, who was amazing as well as you were. And you guys pretty much, I mean, I don't want to say that you helped. You guys put the event together for us. And you made our volunteers feel so special. And, and for me, it was like, oh, my God. I mean, I think this was the first event that I've done in many years that I actually had a team of wonderful women who pretty much took care of pretty much everything. So thank you, thank you for that. And please tell me about Better Than a Basket because I just love the name, by the way. But tell me about Better Than a Basket. Well, thank you so much for that. And, and in regards to the event, um, it was an amazing experience to be able to give back to those people that do so much for people. And sometimes it could be a thankless thing, um, but it was an amazing event. And um, both me and Monica of uh, Plan the Event um, were more than happy to be able to just provide a little bit of something for, for again, for, for you and your volunteers. Um, but better than a basket is, and the fact that you're not something about the name, it took me a while because the concept is that we do gifting outside of the basket. Normally, you know, people think of when they want to give someone a gift that they want to, you know, they think of gift baskets, the easy go-to. Um, but we like to do something different, that it's not just a gift basket and, and really take into account what the person's looking for, who's going to be receiving it, um, you know, really specialize it. So that's that's the thought behind Better Than a Basket. And for any kind of event, um, or just because, you know, you just want to give some, something special to someone special. And, you know, let's talk about the basket that you took that day to be raffled to our volunteers, which to me, that was very special. And I'm going to tell our listeners why. I mean, number one, the winner was, oh, my God, so happy, right? Uh, needless to say that. <laughs> but what I liked about the basket is that you are right, okay? It was very special tailored to the event that we were having. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't tell the winner to open it for me, but I could see mm -hmm. from the outside that it had elements of the lemon theme that we were having because the event was mm -hmm. uh, thank you for squeezing in the time to help, which you guys even helped me picking up the name. So, I mean, I, I'm going to keep on thanking you until the end of the interview. <laughs> um, so it was very, very uh, symbolic of the event that we're having, right? I mean, you didn't do a basket of Europe or Paris. Uh, you know, you did a basket right. based on the event that we were having. So that was like the cherry on the cake. And, and when I think of your name, your name, I think of what people sometimes say, oh, think outside the box, right? 
like mm-hmm. go beyond, right? And that's exactly what I feel that you did with that beautiful basket because it's not just, oh, let me put some lotions together and, and perfume. Uh-huh. I mean, that would have been nice too, don't get me right. wrong. But the fact that you took the time to keep in mind the theme of the event that we were having. So that was that was truly special. Now, Angela, how can people find you? Because I want a basket. Everybody wants a basket. How can they find you? I am on Facebook and Instagram at Better Than a Basket. Um, you can email me at Better Than a Basket at gmail dot com, or give me a call or a text at seven eight six two eight zero one eight two zero. Wow. Thank you so much. I cannot wait for the next event. I know this is not the last of us. You, me, Monica, we're going to work again together. uh, And I cannot wait. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, this is the great part of the program where we hear a testimony, a story from someone who is literally going through life change. And I'm honored today to have Will in the studio with me. So welcome, Will, to the program. Thank you. Well, you have quite a story, and so let's go back. Um, you actually, you actually had came through our Broward Outreach Center in Hollywood, but let's go back to where the problems began uh, when you were at, living there in Hollywood. Okay, um, I was living in Hollywood, and I was going to college. I was uh, attending Florida Technical College for medical assistant. Um, I was working. I had my own apartment. Um, everything was going good and I had a girlfriend and I had, you know, friends. I was, I wasn't really too involved with friends. I was trying to, you know, I was my first time getting my first apartment and everything. And, uh, things started going wrong and, uh, my relationship started going sour and, uh, got depressed. You know, a lot of problems started happening one after another, stress at work, stress at school. And we're heading towards winter break at, uh, during school time. And, um, I ended up getting involved with drugs, uh, a lot heavier than I, I was previously drinking, doing, you know, smoking marijuana here and there. And I got involved with crack cocaine. And, um, when I, when I, I didn't think it was going to be that much of a problem. I really did, had no idea, you know, what I was walking into. And it eventually, it, uh, it, it caused me, you know, I got so addicted. I didn't go back to school after winter break. I ended up losing my job. I wasn't showing up for work. And I wasn't able to pay my rent now, you know, and I started selling my possessions. Um, I didn't care. You know, I, I wasn't, I was barely eating. I was probably getting, I was started to bum panhandle on the streets. Um, the food in my fridge started rotting. So, you know, I wasn't going anywhere in there. My power went out. Um, I was using candles. I ended up running out of candles, you know, so now I'm sleeping in the dark. Um, I had like a air mattress that I was sleeping on and like I didn't have any electricity, so I couldn't continually pump it. So now it's like half full. And so I'm sleeping there and there's just one really, it was just really bad. I, I knew I had to get out of this situation and I, I, you know, I, I wanted to stop. It was like, I was doing what I did not want to do and I couldn't stop it, you know? And I prayed and I, I remember praying and crying. It was the first time I prayed that deeply in my life, you know, and I prayed to God to get me out of that situation. You know, I couldn't do it myself. I, I, you know, I, I, I was crying i was apologizing for everything you know everything i you know for the, all the opportunities i've had to waste it so so you know ridiculously and um you know i, I woke up the next morning and I, I had you know some more drugs left so i wanted to continue using them to go to take another hit and there's a knock at my door uh, i went to answer the door thinking it was probably a drug dealer or somebody you know i could get more from whatever and uh i answered the door and there's two uh hollywood police officers standing there mm-hmm. and i remember them telling me are you william barr i said yes um and meanwhile i have the crack pipe in my hand oh, you know boy. 
And, uh, they're, they're saying to me, uh, you know, we have called you're trespassing, you're being evicted. We, you know, can you put your hands behind your back? Put my hands behind my back. I was frozen. I, 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 in my mind, I'm thinking I need to toss, you know, I have the pipe, my, but I just couldn't, you know, and I put my hands behind my back. I open, and they open, open up your hands, I open up my hands and it falls out. And I'm like, whoa. So they, you know, they ended up, uh, arresting me for crack, uh, possession of cocaine. Um, I did a couple months at Paul Ryan Institute of uh, the Correctional Facility, excuse me. And, you know, I then well, that, that time, actually got you out of the situation it did. you were in. You, it did. You're saying off air that God kind of answered your prayer in a in dramatic the, way. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was it, at first I was like, my life's over. Now this just tops it off. Now I have my first felony. I've never I don't I didn't have a record before that. So I'm like, oh, now I'm adding felonies to my record. And then I'm in the back of the police cruiser. And I remember all, I remember all of a sudden it came to my head, my prayer. And it said, you know, and I, and I just start crying. I'm like, Oh my God, he's doing it for me. Mm. And I'm in jail. And I mean, I just, I had no desire at all to smoke. It was not, I wasn't going through withdrawals. I wasn't going through, it was like the deliverance happened. Sheesh. And I remember, so now I'm like, and everybody, uh, Everybody in jail, you know, was had the Bible and was telling me it was weird. I was put around people that were in jail trying to find God. And so so, so basically, um, we're going to come back and pick up the rest of the story because um, then out of jail, you ended up, you know, at Broward Outreach Center. But we want to find out how did you, how did that happen? And uh, you got to hear the rest of the story, because if you could see Will sitting across from me, He's really smiling. He looks happy, and uh, he doesn't look like he's ever been on crack. <laughs> so uh, anyway, stay tuned, because we're going to come back with the rest of Will's story. Well, we're back with Will, and he's going to tell the rest of his story. Now, we left off there where you have been arrested. You're in jail. It's kind of, it's a God, it's an answer to prayer, but wow, since not, we don't always get the answers the way we think we're going to get from God. So what happened? Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I ended up getting out of jail. And when I got out of jail, I had, I went back to my apartment to see if there was any of my stuff left. There wasn't. And I knew, I, I knew some people around there. I knew there's familiar faces I could probably get some help from. Somebody mentioned to me that there was a soup kitchen or something in the area. So I'm walking and I end up coming across the Broward Outreach Facility in Hollywood. And, uh, I end up going in for an overnight. They ended up allowing me to get into the program. And, um, I ended up graduating. You know, it was probably the greatest thing I went to just going to church. I got baptized. Everything was beautiful. And I got a job at the airport. You know, I was making, you know, I had just started a job. I, was, I thought everything was, you know, finally looking up. I, you know, I'm getting back on my feet. And then all of a sudden I get a call from my mother saying that there's a case in court that has a point that I'm missing court. And I go and I call the state attorney and he says that there is a, a charge, pending charge. And I showed up to court and they, um, they added a paraphernalia charge now with the cocaine. Mm. And, um, so I went, uh, as I'm at work there that I get a call down the badging office in the airport and they tell me I can no longer work there because I have an open case in court. Um, so I, now I, I ended up I back out on the streets. You know, I have wow. no job. I right back to square one. Exactly. But somebody at Broward mentioned to me, um, the, of the Miami Rescue Mission and that they're having the Thanksgiving outreach on the so, street. Yep. And uh, I came in that day. I came over here. I was got here probably five or six in the morning. I stayed out all day. And you got they, the Miami Rescue Mission took me in. I I got right in and. It's been such a life change. It's been such a great experience. I I I've no, I haven't did not know the Bible 
as well as, you know, I, ever. <laughs> and I, it's changed my life. I have such a knowledge and I have such a wisdom that has come. So you me. had a good foundation there at Broward Outreach Center in Hollywood. They really did give you the life skills, the career oh, yeah. skills. Oh, yeah. You knew you could have a job, but now uh, it seems like that God wanted you to have something a little extra. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I prayed on it and it seemed like he wanted, there was, like I said, there wasn't, I didn't know as much as I should have, you know, and one of my favorite verses I've learned is, is a seed planted, where is a seed planted? And I felt like I was a seed planted in, in the wrong area, you know, and, and if I, and now he planted me here in, in a place where I could stay for 18 months, you know, get the good foundation that I need. So I'm looking, you know, I, all the opportunities have come to me for jobs and this and that, but I feel God wants me to be here and I want to be here and I want to know what God's will is for my life. And that's what I'm chasing after. Yeah. Wow. I, I couldn't have said that any better. So um, you want to finish the longer term program, the goal oriented program. And that's a little bit different because Broward is more time oriented. Exactly. The one in, in uh, Miami campus is more goal oriented. So you have to go through all the educational classes Correct. and do the education and do all that. And you also get more of uh, what we call the uh, regeneration program. So you get mm-hmm. the 16 week part. Yeah. Uh, where that really gives you the tools that um, that God gives yeah. in the Word of God on on how you can go forward in your life and be successful. So I love what you're saying that your goal is 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 you don't really know what your goal is yet, but you're you're still trying to find that out. Exactly. So that's all right to say that. <laughs> so Will, we um, really appreciate your story. Um, any final words that you would like to tell somebody to to not give up or find help? Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's surrendering. Sometimes, you know, we all, everybody has their own problems. Sometimes we let pride get in the way. And, you know, it's that moment of conviction when you have no one to turn to, turn to God. And you'll be amazed at the response that you get. So you had a very simple prayer and you, and you cried and said, God, I, I, I need out of the situation. Now we have to realize sometimes God will give us a little um, slap on the face, not to hurt us, but to say, hey, mm-hmm. well, if you really want help, then if you're going to do it my way, then you're going to do it my exactly. way. Exactly. God yeah. chastises those he loves. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was always to your best interest. Yes. Nothing yes. was to hurt you or kill you. And I, honestly, I don't think I would have it any other way. Well, well, I'm glad you were able to look back and see that. I hope somebody listened to this and it's helping you or helping you to understand to help someone else. So God bless you, Will, for Thank sharing you. your story. God bless you. Well, what a great testimony from William. And, you know, that's what our program really wants to highlight each and every Sunday. You know, we're serving thousands of people every single day. We've got so many great organizations in our community, and you've heard some today. Uh, that are helping others. But when it comes down to it, it's so refreshing, so rejoiceful, uh, joyful rather, to hear a testimony of a changed life. You know, it's happening in our centers in Miami and Broward, and we cannot do all that we do without the support of our community. You know, we do get a few grants, we do get some contracts, uh, but mainly for the 99 years the mission has been in existence, it's always been by faith organizations and private individuals, families, moms and dads, small business owners that have come alongside of us. And, and we've, we've weathered the storm 99 years. I think that say, says a lot about any organization because when it started, the hurricane of 26 came after that. It just blew everything away from Miami. Then you had the depression of the 30s and the war years. And then we went back to the economic disasters we've had in the 80s and the 2000s. And now we've had COVID. But, you know, God's people and just people 
people in general that care about others have been so, so just so nice uh, to be able to make sure that we're able to take care of uh, the number of people that we do and also the outcomes that we see because it's more than just feeding people. Yes, you want to feed people. You want to clothe people. You want to shelter people. Those are the basics of life. And we've been doing that uh, a lot longer than most organizations. But we take it a step further. We want people to be transformed by knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, We don't shy away from that. Uh, We are a Christian organization. Uh, You don't have to be a Christian to volunteer here or to get services here, but that's who we are. And we're not going to ever run away from that. Well, we just know that God has a plan for everyone. I'm joined here with my wife, Marilyn, uh, who's also the Vice President of Development. And that's one of your favorite verses, isn't it? Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah, I have plans for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And uh, that's what we uh, allow people when they come in to know that God is here to help them for a hope and a future. And again, uh, we go back. It takes you know people to to make this happen. So we would appreciate so much today that you go to caringplace.org/july. That's caringplace.org/july. We've said it for decades. Hope often begins with a meal. For twenty-one dollars today, you can help to provide ten meals. And I know there's people listening that can do fifty meals, a hundred meals, maybe a thousand meals. I want to think big. Why not? And help us, especially during the summer months. This is probably one of our hardest, most difficult months is the month of uh, July. But we've got some great things uh, scheduled for this month, don't we, Marilyn? Oh, yes, we do. We do have different celebrations throughout uh, the month. July 23rd is going to be the really big one uh, where all of our campuses are going to be decorated. And uh, we, what we do is we kind of uh, morph <laughs> Independence and Christmas together. Uh, so we're really celebrating uh, Christmas in July that there can be independence even th- for those that are homeless, uh, that are hurting, that are hungry. How does that happen? As they come in and they enroll into one of our life-changing programs, and that's where the transformation happens. But as they come in for the celebration, uh, for the food, the clothing giveaway, um, all the decorations, everything, it looks so, so beautiful. They really are touched. Uh, they feel the love of God. And that's what really is the catalyst many times for them to say, you know something, I'm going to come in uh, on this special day. And they many times see people that they've been out on the street with, and they see their transformation. Uh, they see their life. They see them serving them, and they're going, hey, well, what, what happened to you? And that's why they want to be part of that. So go to uh, caringplace.org slash July and help support. Yes, and remain safe. We're still coming out of COVID. We still have all the precautions in our centers, but you can go again to our website at caringplace.org. There's so many different ways to volunteer or to give through our thrift store. And again, stay blessed and tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org dot org.